Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. A flower-spouting princess, a goblin prince, an emerald-winged fairy, foolish giants, fearsome ogres, and talking frogs and fish. Just a few of the captivating characters found in Donna Jo Napoli's Treasury of Magical Tales from Around the World, an anthology of beloved stories from 29 places around the world. And as we celebrate Halloween today, what better time to talk about magic? Thank you for joining me today, Donna Jo. Thank you so much for having me, and happy Halloween to everyone. So start by telling us what makes a good ancient or mythical tale timeless. I think that we make it timeless by talking about it. Just about anything could be timeless. A lot of traditional tales don't hang on, though. Some do and some don't. And I think the ones that do are largely about things that anybody would care about. How do you feed yourself and your family? How do you survive when there's something frightening uh, nearby that might come and harm you? How do you find someone to love and how do you be loved? So you find all those things in traditional tales. And I think the ones that keep going are the ones that address those kinds of questions. So many of the characters in these stories behave in illogical ways. So what's the point of reading about them? I think that we are too hung up on constantly being sensible and constantly being smart. It's fun to be illogical. It's fun to realize that there are different ideas of logical. There is psychological as well as logical. And as long as something is fun and you can make a coherent whole out of it emotionally, why not have fun with it? Children often find the world incomprehensible. A lot of things happen around them that are illogical. It's nice for them to be able to look at something that is illogical and they can understand the lack of logic in it. And that's good. It isn't that they're left out of it. And it also gives them license to tell their own stories and not worry about whether or not their stories are going to be completely believable. These stories are based on oral literature traditions. What benefits are there to sharing stories orally? And can sharing written stories provide the same benefits? I hope that sharing written stories can provide the same benefits. What happens with a story that's told or that is read aloud in a group setting is that you talk about it afterwards. And the stories in this book 
will have presented you with situations that are not daily situations to you. So the question is, what would you have done if you were that character? How would you have felt? Having it in an oral environment or in a shared reading environment means that then you can go ahead and ask those questions of each other and of yourself. You can come to understand your family better, your community better, and yourself better. Why do you think that children need to read about terrible things? Terrible things are part of life. Here they are. We like to believe that our children are all protected people, but they aren't all protected people. And even if they are, even if your child is a lucky child, they're not going to be protected their whole lives. We need to be able to face things that are difficult and learn some coping skills, learn some resilience. And there is no safer place to do that than in a book. Does reading tales from around the world have a chance of affecting our behavior as global citizens? Boy, I hope so. (laughs) Um, That is one of the reasons why I went for global tales. That's a reason why global is a word in the subtitle of this book. The situation that the world is in today calls for global cooperation. We need to see that no matter how you speak, how you dress, what you eat, where you live, basically we have a lot in common. We can understand each other. We can communicate. We can work together. And we need to because Global problems require global solutions. If anyone is left out, everyone will be in pain. What is magic? (laughs) Boy, um, I wish I knew. And one (laughs) of the things in this book is that you find really different sources of magic. Some countries will talk about fairies. Some will have ogres. Some will have witches. Some don't have anything that is external is magic. It's just what's inside of you and who you think you are. There's a story in here in which a prince thinks that he's a turkey and he behaves like a turkey. And at first it's very difficult for his parents because he's behaving inappropriately given how they see the world, but not how he sees himself. And they come around. What's so wonderful is that they come around. A food may be scattered on the floor and he's pecking it with his face and smashing his nose on the floor, but he's happy and they're happy and life goes on. I love that. (laughs) I, I love that because we know as human beings, we know that how we see ourselves, who we are inside does not always correlate to how the world sees us, who we are externally. And while we have always known this, it is only recently that we have come to acknowledge it and to treat each other with respect regarding it. And here are these parents long ago understanding what their child needs, who their child is. We each have a right to determine and to understand who we are, to allow ourselves to be who we are. These stories are pretty relevant to today. And how did you choose the various stories that you wanted to tell in this book? Partly, I wanted to make sure I went around the world. Partly, I wanted to choose stories that had a chance of having a big emotional effect on a reader, that you would laugh 
or you would be worried, or you might be confused, you might be afraid for a while. Things always do get resolved, maybe not always in the way you would resolve them, but I wanted that emotional impact. I also wanted them to be of a, I didn't want them to be brutal in terms of how people treat those who have done them wrong. Many times we have stories in which the bad one gets burned or drowned or hung, these terrible revenges that we wreak upon those who have hurt us. In these stories, you don't find that. People forgive each other. They, they may have issues that may never go away in their whole lives, but still they can manage to be resilient and find pleasures in their life and go forward without having to destroy the one who harmed them. I wanted that very much. What age group would you say this book is geared toward? I don't think of a target audience when I'm thinking about um, my stories, except that I wanted this to be stories that families could share. But it could be any age person. I have designed the text so that the reading is very straightforward. I always read my stories aloud. And if I find that I had to restart a sentence because it had a a garden path in it, then I change that sentence. I want every sentence to be very straightforward in its structure. So I'd say that reading level in a technical sense is probably middle grade. But the topics that are dealt with are topics that might appeal to any age. And I don't pull the punches. I, if something is quite disturbing, I say it, but in a way that if you're ready to understand it one way, you will. If you're ready to understand it another way, you will. So I hope that anyone will pick it up. I'm speaking with Donna Jo Napoli, author of Treasury of Magical Tales from Around the World. This really is a beautifully illustrated book. This is something you want to hold in your hands. How would you like us to get this book? I'd love you to go to your local independent bookstore. But really, your favorite internet retailer is fine, too. And you can get it from National Geographic, and you can find out about it on my website, DonnaJoNapoli.com. Thank you so much for talking with us today, and happy Halloween. You too, dear. Thank you.